But somehow we thought if you add a Republican to a Democrat and then divide by two, you find truth. And that's absolute goddamn nonsense. That's not true whatsoever. And so the American people have been hoodwinked into this mentality through a marketing strategy by Fox News and mm-hmm. we have to get out well, of it. It's, I mean, it is, yeah, but see it but CNN started it. But CNN started it. It's it's about monetization about our news cycle and about our news system. Well, who started it? I mean, you can go back as long as journalism has ever existed. That's true. We did have What up world? And welcome back to another Deep, thoughtful episode of the Amer Podcast. Deep thoughts of the Amer Podcast. <laughs> we should totally do a deep thoughts segment. Deep thoughts by Jack Handy, right? Yeah. Like we, can, we can do yep, it right that's... now. Quick, deep thought by everybody. Go, Tyler. Uh, guinea pigs are neither from guinea nor pigs. Whoa, is that a straight quote? <laughs> that's another <laughs> SNL reference. <laughs> 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 I can't beat that. <laughs> All right. Tyler, Tyler wins. Thousand points to Tyler. Tyler but wins. Oh, we're keeping points this game? Let's go. I'm ready. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Episode 142 of the Amera Podcast. We are here. It's Thursday, March 11th, 2021. And we have the original crew in the house this evening. What up? that's right i think we were uh, missing one john kelly last time so it's nice to have your face on your first I think it's been a couple weeks since we had a full full uh crew mm-hmm. yeah it has yeah. been a little while yeah yeah happy one year anniversary of cheers. nationwide lockdowns grinding halts <laughs> let me um. cheers you with some water because that's the uh amount that this gets <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's bad luck to cheers with water. Is it? Well, bucket. I think it's some cultures, but what's going to happen? A pandemic or something? It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. The variants will come and kill us all. Oh, man. Oh, boy. And not taking a drink after cheersing or knocking on wood is Mr. John Anderson in the Denver metro area. I'm knocking on wood, and this actually, I have a new desk. I got my grandmother's writing desk, which makes me feel super cool. Uh, so I just knocked on that wood, and so all all karma has been restored, I'm told, by myself. Bang. John, John like redeeming it. himself <laughs> with the solid wood. And also in the Denver metro area, Mr. John Kelly. How are you today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well. Doing well. Glad to be back. Glad to uh, share some thoughts with everybody this evening. Nice to see you. Nice to have you back on your first video podcast experience. True, I missed. I missed the first one. I well, hope. Look, I hope all of our listeners checked it out. Got to see all our beautiful faces. That's yeah, right. You, just to let everybody know, Kelly will always be looking the freshest out of this group. Mm, that's well, that's we're, true. We're quite motley. Kelly's Kelly's fresh. you're lucky if i'm wearing pants during these things (laughs) (laughs) and our west coast correspondent mr tyler grillo hello sir how's it going yeah good good you know just uh doing great continuing to win card games um continuing to 
just, you know, show people who are inferior in competition uh, that they are indeed inferior because I am always victorious. And, Have you not been uh, on a podcast since that happened? No, I forgot to mention it in the last one. And then I, <laughs> and then earlier today, I was listening to another one that I was not on when you referenced it again, and it reminded yeah, no, me. I hit it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like an asshole. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's always it's pretty nice to drop that drop that smack talk in a little bit for sure. That's right. Well, yeah, it's right. it's 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 prime uh, time to do it when they're not there. Today, so my they part- can't defend themselves. Today, my partner Lauren was like. But, like, as an Aries, like, when you are competitive and someone, like, doesn't pick you or something or doesn't think you're good, don't you want to get, like, doesn't that make you want to prove yourself to them and, like, beat them? I'm like, no, no, no. See, because I already know I'm the best. I have nothing to prove to these people. I just will just keep doing what I'm doing because eventually I will win. Yeah. 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 My ego will not allow me to think that I didn't get picked for a certain reason. That's... It's not my problem, it's their problem. I wasn't a ruthless capitalist, but that is neither here nor there today. You're just a ruthless socialist. I'm just a ruthless socialist. <laughs> Tyler, you're young. There's still plenty uh-huh. of stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. hey, Tyler no. is the Stalin of this podcast. We'll just put That's it right. we'll That's just true. at that. No, we see, made shirts it's, about it. It's my energy, which is why Diamond Hands to the Moon the stonks we're gonna take it all down we're gonna take it down anyways we're gonna take it down right to covid town ladies and gentlemen and who are you blake oh yeah thank you I always forget. <laughs> what's up guys my name's blake blake Mannion, and i'm your host today and in the past and probably for the foreseeable future for the life of this <laughs> podcast who's sponsoring the guardrails tonight yeah who's our sponsor blake this is i call it a Vodkucha? Vodkucha? <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty good. I'm a big it's fan a, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds like yeah. a good beverage slash maybe sexual position. Uh, so, so. It's at the very last page of the Kama Sutra. Vlaki Vodkucha. Okay, all right, all right. Is that is that the uh, is that the newest home remedy to stop COVID? <laughs> The vodka yeah, show? you just add a little yeah. bleach in there, and you're good. Yeah. Mm. Whoa. <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs> Don't bleach. take metal advice from the pod. Right. That's, <laughs> bleach is actually the street term for liquid cocaine. But yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Think about it. If like Trump really was referring to liquid cocaine when he said to inject bleach into your veins, can you imagine? Wow. He might not have been wrong in that case. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like some of his family members took him seriously. Oh. <laughs> Don Jr. Little, little Don here. Jr. action? Hell yeah. Let's, uh, let's start with maybe uh, some stimulus news, since we gave a little, we touched on that a little bit last time, but uh, Biden just signed the package. The package. That's right. And I would yeah. also like to note that he got the Republicans to say that his package is too big. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> also true. Also very true. Also very true. And Joe Manchin. Oh, well, sort of Joe Manchin. But I, what... I mean, I, I think it's important, right? We're in the first few months of a new presidency. And, you know, you don't want to necessarily say that this could be the defining legislation that comes out of a presidency. 
but this is pretty important. And after the inaction that really happened all of last year from the start of the COVID pandemic in terms of, you know, debates in the House and the Senate about what the right uh, limit to uh, checks should be for people, how we should help small businesses. Um, you know, I think it was pretty impressive that it got passed this quickly. I honestly kind of thought that it, it it might not, even with Democrats controlling both the House and the Senate. Yeah, and the, the last several, I'm trying to see if I can find the exact... Uh thing on this but it is it, it i found this very surprising um the bill passed what is it like day 53 or something of the biden presidency and all the other presidents their first major all of the last several like five or six presidents their first major piece of legislation passed in the hundreds of days and so yeah, they sense. got this done fast and it's humongous i mean 1.9 trillion dollars is a lot of money yeah in 2008 we couldn't get it over a trillion and um it probably it it definitely needed to be so yeah this is we're putting a whole lot of money into the economy right now yeah i i um i just hope that we don't get hit like from the side by something like the collapse of the student loan uh uh debt uh bubble collapsing or or um like another mortgage 2008 style that would put us over the top at this point you know well then maybe we can just repeal some tax cuts yeah, or maybe Wall Street bets will just crash the whole stock market. Speaking so- <laughs> of which, it's pretty it's pretty great to see that the top one percent aren't benefiting from this stimulus package uh, in the same ways that they did benefit from the stimulus that was passed by Congress last year. Yeah, this is um, primarily going to individuals as opposed to that package, which primarily went to businesses, which should is a pretty good uh representation of the two parties i would say right yeah i agree and to me it's it's actually really disappointing because a stimulus package like this was the one that everybody needed last year when really Mm. the economy was in the dumps and everybody was really truly struggling and now that we have a vaccine that's pushing through in a lot of states and there's there's a semblance of normalcy that probably will happen by summer that what the Republicans were thinking about in terms of helping businesses get back on their feet and making sure that they stay afloat. And a lot of that initial bill would have been a lot better now. Right. (laughs) It's just too bad that the parties are so divided. You're right. It's exactly what you meant, John, is that they're so divided that they couldn't be like, what's best for right now. Right. And then we can do a different bill in the future. That's best for everybody at that point. (laughs) Well, I think it it shows priorities, right? Like, Democrats have a priority for individuals and Republicans have a priority for businesses. I think that in the best case, reasonable people could disagree about what is most effective. Um, But I don't think that uh, it was the best case last time, as we saw by like lots of millionaires getting lots of money and they didn't need it from uh ppp right so you know it is um i think we should we should we should take this into uh the future elections and also i really really like the messaging coming out of the administration specifically about bipartisanship because you know a lot of people are saying well they passed with zero republican votes and they're like it's it's a bipartisan bill because 70 percent of americans 
support it. So I don't yeah. care about your, you know, Kristen Cinemas or whatever. I care about Joe the Plumber. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so right. I think and, that's it. Yeah, and I still think that it's the vote difference there is mainly because Republicans are still just saying we're gonna we're gonna stand hard line. Right. We know we don't have the votes to really challenge it. And so we can still make a political statement here and have it pass and still have it have it benefit our, you know, constituency without having yeah. to vote yes on it. What a what what Republican congressman tweeted out the uh I think yesterday or the day before, like, oh look, all this money going to my uh district and it's like bro you didn't vote for this yeah like yeah, get the yeah. fuck out of right. here and they did that so many people who voted against tarp in 2008 and 9 did that and it's they all went to like the you know the ribbon cutting ceremonies and it's like get the fuck out of here guys yeah. and yeah. so yeah kelly i i think you're right it, they're making a political calculation and they've been the republicans in the senate led by mitch mcconnell have been making political calculations on legislation since at least 2008 and they have not they have been hurting americans and hurting the country by doing that and it's really really sad yeah. it, it's a problem and i think it's another example sorry it's another example of political or uh party asymmetry because democrats are not playing that same game democrats voted for that last bill uh under trump even though it probably you know helped everybody's political outcomes because oh turns out the democratic party cares about individuals and i would just like to uh name names just like we did for good old Cory Gardner last year. But the new Cory Gardner is definitely Miss Lauren Boebert, uh, who voted against the package. Of course she did. Yeah. She's a special one. We're gonna we're gonna help get her out of office in twenty twenty two. I did I mean it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, but it does seem like this stimulus is going to the people who really need it most and 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 that's what's most important. And it's sad that it took this long to happen, like you know, that all the fighting that happened, how Trump held this hostage as part of like his election strategy and all that. It's just like you were saying, John, it's just really sad that, that like something like this is is uh, the Republicans are willing to play politics with it. Let me say something nice about Trump. He then came out for two thousand dollar checks That's after right. he blew up the deal. So <laughs> it's it was remarkable, but I think that. this That's is the art of the deal, John. You blow up first. You first yeah, you must like destroy I'm... the deal in order to create the deal, John. Mm, okay, mm. Stu. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, but, it's backwards, but yeah, I, 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 I will say though that was a just political calculation that made absolutely no sense from no matter where you come at it. Yeah. From what was happening when when Trump came back out against the Republican Party to announce right. his own two thousand right. dollar check, uh, what it, what it shows is that you know what we've been saying for a long time, which is that Trump is in it for himself. Uh, he cares about power for himself. He doesn't really care about the two party politics. He doesn't really care about the Republican Party. He doesn't really care about the Democratic Party. And he saw an opportunity and was like, "I can go ahead and make this better," right? I can he I can just, make my popularity up a little bit, and he knows it's not going to pass. Two thousand dollars. Everybody's going to get two thousand dollars with my name on it. It's great, right? He yeah. just played a president on television. He wasn't yeah. an actual president. Uh, but <laughs> right. I think that this this is important to remember because as we hopefully exit the era era of Trump, 
and a lot of people say this, and I think it's really important to continue to hammer at home. The Republican Party is the problem. Yes. Donald Trump is a symptom of the greater problem. And that $2,000 check thing really shows it because no Republican was for that shit. And Trump was because, again, he plays president on television. And so we need to keep that in mind when we're, you know, casting yeah. votes in 2022 that one party is out to help special interests and another party is out to help individuals. Right. Yeah. Right. I would definitely love to like have a whole episode on on the Republican Party and like enabling the two sidesism that happens. Uh, like these, this two realities, two sides, uh, just like, it's a whole, you could write a master's thesis on it, you know? Can, can we take a little Pe- side drive do. on that? People uh, do. They're I, writing them currently. I don't <laughs> think that's a Republican party thing. I think that's a Fox news CNN thing. I think, I think it was a monetization mm-hmm. strategy. It was a, it was a market share strategy in the nineties mm-hmm. for Fox news. And then, uh, CNN and other cable news uh, shows adopted it, such as through Crossfire, and that, yeah. that show Crossfire that um, John Stewart right. single-handedly ended. And and if you that listen to his arguments, it's it's that's what he's saying. He's like this. It's not both sides. Like what we should be talking about. It's not Republican versus Democrat. It's about corrupt versus not corrupt. But somehow we thought if you add a Republican to a Democrat and then divide by two, you find truth. And that's absolute goddamn nonsense that's not true whatsoever and so the american people have been hoodwinked into this mentality through a marketing strategy by fox news and Mm -hmm. we have to get out of it i mean yeah but see it but cnn started it but cnn started it it's it's about monetization about our news cycle and about our news system i I mean i think we could maybe do a whole episode on i mean you can go back as long as journalism has ever existed that's true we did have yeah there's no such thing as real true like journalism reporting but i i I think i think you make a good point john and um you know i think we talk about this often where it comes to where you have a fair discussion about points you can't really have it in that type of setting and unfortunately too many people get their news and get their understanding from what a discussion should be from that Right. And, and that's what it is. You're not going to get fair and balanced media coverage from a panel of people coming together to talk about and try to stoke ratings on a subject. Yeah. Right. And listeners, if you have never seen the uh, John Stewart takedown of Tucker Carlson, because John Stewart is old school hating Tucker Carlson, <laughs> definitely look up that. I'm old school hating Tucker Carlson. Old school. I think we're all old school. And he, tells, yeah. and, he <laughs> and he tells Tucker Carlson that he's a that he's an act. Like what do you say? He's like you're. He's like you're an actor. This is this is theater. And he goes, "What do you mean?" And John Stewart goes, "You're wearing a bow tie." <laughs> he's like he's like you're in your late 20s and then you're wearing a bow tie <laughs> like, uh, it's, it is an epic epic takedown that happened epic on takedown. live television and yeah, it is epic. one of the most phenomenal things i've ever seen in my life well but i think the 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 issue is that to both sides is it is implied that one side is democrats and the other side is republicans and that it's just nonsensical it's it's a nonsensical way to understand reality right yeah, like yeah. especially As if, if you everything apply falls it, into those categories 
Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah. have you ever heard of other parties in other countries? Or have you ever heard of, yeah. I don't know, time? Like these things change. And <laughs> yeah. so it's, yeah, and it's, unfortunately, it's, it's just a, been magnified so much by the culture war aspect. The right. one side versus so the we other have to cemented get it. Out of yeah. it. And so I think to bring it all back, I really love what the Biden administration is doing, which is saying we are we are redefining what bipartisanship means. It doesn't mean what happens in the Senate. It means what the American people feel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think that's a really, really important thing. Uh, uh, we as a society have to get that in our heads, that the yeah, truth yeah. does not lie somewhere between the two political parties. The truth lies out there in objective reality, right? Yeah. And so we have to go investigate that. And it shouldn't really have anything to do with partisanship at all. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, right. I actually love that idea. Like, wouldn't it be great if sometime in our lifetimes, uh, probably wouldn't be a quick change, but sometime in the future, maybe 10, 20 years down the road, is that like all politicians, right? They go, of course, I'm going to do what I think is best for my constituents, right? In my state, in my local community, because that's who they are supposed to be representing at the end of the day. But they also go and take a step back and go, oh, there are 70% of the people in this country that would vote for this if they were in my position, right now. And so I also have a responsibility to everybody else in this country. I'm still an American, right? (laughs) Which is what both parties try to stand for. And obviously I think one party does it better. (laughs) But to take a step back and say that where it's like, I I'm going to balance what I think is best for my constituency and best for America in general. Right. Mm -hmm. And if 70% of people are saying, Yes, we want it this way in polls and in really feedback. They actually go that way, right? Yeah. And you would think. Think, think about be it great this to way: see. when w- if you look at almost every single poll on gun background checks, it's like ninety percent approval. However, we will say, oh, it f- it didn't receive any bipartisan support in Congress, and so half the country, quote-unquote, doesn't believe that. And you're like, no, that's not true. It's half <laughs> yeah, of it's the, the politicians right. that have been captured by the the gun manufacturer lobby that we call the yeah. NRA that we somehow it, think represents – yeah, thank God that we somehow think represent quote normal gun owners, which is not true because if they did, normal gun owners are also for background checks, a majority of them. And so yeah. we need to get out of this mentality of partisanship equaling what happens in Congress. Partisanship is what happens in the country. Yeah, I always find that interesting. And there's a lot written about this, about the, um, and said about this, uh, about the I felt threatened uh, move. That the, and it's very interesting uh, because the thing is, like, that may be true. And why did you think you, why do you think you felt threatened by a kid without uh, a, a gun, yeah, without right. a weapon? Could it have been because of their skin color? And, you know, why, why would that be, right? And so what's so interesting yeah. is there's this whole narrative of, like, uh, you know, like, on the right, like, fuck your feelings, blah, 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 blah. But I felt threatened, and therefore that justifies murdering someone. Well, you know what? Fuck your feelings, point. then, in yeah. that particular situation. Right. Oh, yeah, 100%. And yeah. to bring it back to COVID, you don't want to wear a mask because you think your liberties will fuck your liberty, fuck your, your feeling that your liberties are being stomped on, right? If we really want to go down that of, like, fuck your feelings about this, like, oh, so you don't want to wear a mask because it makes you feel uncomfortable for a little bit? Oh, right? You know what? <laughs> 
those are kind of two different ideas of liberties, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. I, I, well, but, I tried. But I get what you're saying. You know what is makes exercising your liberties really difficult? Being fucking dead. Yeah. And so <laughs> my right to right. live outweighs your right not to have a piece of cloth on your face when you go to the grocery store. Sorry. Yeah. Like yeah. our rights are in conflict and my right to live is more important than your right to, I don't know, whatever your yep. issue is with but, the mask. You guys, so, this is getting too yeah. deep though. Like the level of understanding I don't think is there for the people who like don't wear masks. Like we've already well, lost. And this that. is that polarization, yeah. right? Is like, this is where I was trying to go with it. This is like, comes back to this, like you're either it's a public, like wearing masks should not be a Democrat and Republican Exactly. Uh, right, like it, it's right. it's just yeah. public. It's just public health and public safety. It should Absolutely. not be a partisan issue, and yep. and and but everything has to become a partisan issue, right? That's the thing because that is the underlying narrative, and that's how yep. they're going to continue to try to get the votes is by by driving these sort of things. And so where we are now, where I'm just like so fascinated because I know it's not, I know it's not going to be anything, but it's like all these people they're taking our liberties. This is part of the you know the grab of our taking the things, and I'm like, well, as far as I can tell, they're lifting masking restrictions in certain places. And like travel, there's like they're gonna restrict your travel, and you're gonna have to have a a vaccine card that proves your vaccine in order to st- in order to cross state lines. I'm like none of that shit. I don't see any evidence of that actually happening. Um, and it, but this narrative of like, yeah, not at and then point. it doesn't happen, yeah, and then point. people just forget about it and they move on to the next conspiracy theory, and it can add all up because they never go back and check. You never turn around and go, right. oh, let me let me just see how that turned out. Oh, turned out that didn't happen at fucking all. <laughs> right. It was 100% bullshit. Yeah. I never went well, back and well, checked my own personal opinion yeah. enough to look myself in the mirror and say, I was wrong. I should have rethought that. Yeah. Let me readjust well, my viewpoint What it is on. is just bad information. Too. I'm American. Like, I don't have to go back and they, think about things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a lot of that whole, um, you're not going to be allowed to go anywhere unless you have a a COVID vaccine card, right? That isn't a hundred percent true, but as far as like private businesses go, like, like a cruise ship or, uh, you know, sp- certain hotels or yeah. clubs or restaurants or well, di- ca- dining experiences. Capitalism, I th- you have I forget what disease it is, but international travel requires vaccine cards. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, all the time. Hundred yeah, percent. I fucking yeah, have had to present. You need ready. like measles, yes. mumps, polio yeah. vaccines. It's this like people not... who are like getting vaccines. I'm like, you know how many fucking vaccines I li- I had? I lived in Nepal. Do you, do you know how many fucking vaccines I've had pumped through my body? So <laughs> yeah. many fucking vaccines. And you so look many. great. One more. You look I don't really good. I mean, the mRNA <laughs> thing because yeah. it's different. Like I get that is like it's it's different. So like that actually makes sense to me. But like I'm just like, well, I'm gonna roll those. You know what? What am I going to do? Die of COVID? Die in a car accident? What am I going to have a heart attack tomorrow? I don't know. Give give me the fucking jet. Right. Well, that's another thing. Right. Like I love. And the I'd, mask. Ra- I'd rather have the fourteenth microchip. Yeah. I already got thirteen of them. <laughs> Put another one in me. That's fine. I love the mask thing too because it's like, do you have a driver's license? you know like this. These are we put these reasonable restrictions in. Do you have car insurance? Right, right, right. Do Do you wear a seatbelt when you're in your car? But yeah, but John, it's the same political discussion that was happening in the fifties, where it's like, what you're gonna you're gonna force people to wear seatbelts? Aren't I an American? Don't I have the right to just drive my car at ninety miles an hour and plunge it into anybody else without wearing a seatbelt? I think that's my God given right. (laughs) 
and, and, and that proves the point, right? Which is everybody <laughs> just relax. <laughs> like yeah. it's, I, it's okay. Yeah, I, my right yeah. not to die from you being a stupid moron on the road outweighs your right to not wear a seatbelt or not have car insurance. Yeah. So yeah, but right, it, it, right. But th- that's the first point. The second one is that this is, this is still a debate in this country that basically started with the progressive movement, right? Is where is individual rights and public safety and public health? Where is the correct balance there? Mm-hmm. It started all the way back in the 1880s about yeah. where we should step back and say, as a society, is it better to protect people or protect someone's right to potentially harm another person just because they can be free to do whatever they want at all times. And I feel like here's something that the last year has taught me around that, Kelly, which is that those of us who are like, I don't want to be judgy, but what other word is it than reasonable people? (laughs) Uh, Right. Those of us who are just like, I guess like moderated or like, or yeah, but it's it's just like people. Rational is not the right word, but I think moderate. (laughs) Moderated is a good word. Like moderated, like moderate, like we, we, like we have more of a responsibility because there's going to be these, like, it's like, there are the fuckheads out there who just refuse to wear the masks and do all the things and they're going to spread the things. Which just means, like, ugh, now I just have to, like, be more responsible to make up for your ass. You know what right. I mean? And and that's unfortunate. But, like, I'm, like, it was it was a good learning, adult learning of me this last year. Where I was just, like, oh, so I just have to be more responsible. Because all you assholes out there, it's, like, every time I see a fucking picture on Instagram of someone, like, flying on a plane for some shit, I'm, like, cool. Well, now I'm going to, like, not leave the house. I was going to go to the liquor store, and now I'm just going to fucking order on Bethmo <laughs> delivery because I have to offset that fucking shit, you know? It's, and, it's uh, very frustrating. Fuck free riders. Fuck them all to hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then that's yeah. the thing is that people can say, see, it wasn't that, like, I didn't get sick. It's like, yeah, but it's because all the fucking else. All, yeah, all you're fucking welcome. Other people, yeah, you're welcome, assholes. Yeah. God, yeah. It's, such, it's such a misunderstanding of what it means to be in a society with everybody else, right? Yeah. You can't just live your life as a lone wolf, I'm on an island yeah. type of person. But yeah. Unless you're literally Honestly, that's, alone on an island. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, like, right, that's the right exactly. <laughs> Right, exactly. But so many people, especially I think in certain parts of the the body politic in our country, and I'm thinking a lot right now specifically about like libertarian thought process, right, is their idea is that everybody's on an island all the time, right? Right. Our government, our societal structure should really just be so – there are some checks there, but mostly everybody can do what they want to make sure that they can pursue the happiness that they want, right? They have completely stepped away from the idea of we live in a society together. There's a social contract between all of us that we're here and living in, and their idea of a social contract is – kind of every man for himself. Yeah. And so it, it, it's unsurprising that then their policy goals and objectives and their idea of government plays out that way. Right. When I, they think of, if everybody's in it for themselves, everybody's in it for themselves. There is no societal cohesion. There's no, there's no even goal to try to get there. I think and, a good, like just uh, kind of flippant description of this is freedom of religion is really important in this country. Right. But you do mm. not have the freedom to human sacrifice. Right. Right. Like, and so even if it's part of your religion, 
you sorry because sorry, that because human that also has also rights has. and yes. so and yeah so, kelly yeah. like libertarians, libertarians think every individual is on an island which i think is a fundamental misunderstanding of how humanity works and so <laughs> right, we have exactly. to understand yeah. that, that like yeah. yeah you are a rock that gets thrown into the pond and you ripple around and you influence the people around you and if you haven't realized that yet you should probably figure it out pretty quick because it's important and so this is why like especially when we have have a have contagious a disease, disease, we have to we take have to care, care of each other. other. And, I'm, and sorry, I'm sorry, but your freedoms are going to be a little, a little bit, bit not what, what they, they were, were during this because we have to, we have to take care of each other. other. It's yeah. not a government power grab, it's public health. Yeah. And now we're just in the same conversation with vaccines, right? So I think it's yes. going to be announced, Biden's going to announce shortly, I believe. We, we, we saw before this that, uh, or did he already announce he, that? Uh, uh, it's, it's the speech that's Maybe happening I think right it was scheduled now. for 8 Eastern, so I think yeah, it already happened. I think it's happening Boom, we'll now. come to you live right now uh, from Biden. <laughs> hot take. Hot, hot take, take, take. That, uh, that uh, vaccines are going to be available for every adult in the U.S. by May 1st. Um, so, like, and, but it's we're going to be at the same thing where people are going to be like, I'm not injecting myself. We're like, cool. Well, then, like, the rest of us will so that there's, like, enough, you know, herd immunity uh, from it that we can just do all the things. Uh, so I mean, I, that's the history of vaccines too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, totally, it, totally. there's plenty of people who didn't want to get vaccines in the '50s because of polio. They yeah. didn't call it the same thing. They they didn't say it was a government conspiracy to try to kill people or chip people. They were just yeah, like, I don't want different. you injecting something into my body that I don't know what it yeah. is. And it's this always isn't, been that but, way. And this, they did uh, have huge uh, like information campaigns in then to help clear that up yes and yeah yes the public well, health campaigns were hands above so much better back then yeah no doubt. and because like racism a lot of things racism is terrible on, on all of the levels they like tested a bunch of shit on uh uh black and brown communities without their knowledge also so like there is like also true there is some bad shit that happened in the past and now it's not necessarily getting equally distributed uh, or equitably distributed uh right now either uh, but you know, I mean, <laughs> like my, I have someone say, they were like, you mean I don't get a chip? They're like, fucking get chip me. They were like, hook me up to that Tesla satellite, baby. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I want the fucking chip. So, that sounds like, that sounds brain. like, yeah. Yeah. They're, sounds they're like, like some stupid rising. space communism right there, Tyler. Yeah, sounds like some yeah, stupid yeah, space yeah. communism right there. Fully automated luxury. But you know, listen, it, and it's not an American problem either. Um, you know, add it to the list of the reasons Gandhi sucked. Uh, I don't know if you know, you know, pedophile, sexist, nationalist, also anti-vaxer. Um, no so, way, Gandhi was an anti-vaxer man. Yeah, and then, don't like, later learn in his life, he was like, later in his life, he was like, oh, I'm really it makes me sad seeing all these kids die of measles. Maybe I, he's, and he's like, I, I, I second guess if I should have told all their parents not to get them vaccinated. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe? but, but, maybe, but this, this, this is where the historical context is important about that, right? right? Like, don't misjudge, like, Gandhi about his whole body of work, right, on just the anti-vaxxer stance. He did it for specific anti-colonial reasons against yes. the British government that was there, right? right. He's saying, he was saying that they should not take the vaccine because the British government developed it, and they've yeah. been oppressing us for centuries even though you know at the core of it the british government was like yeah we just want to eradicate measles right yeah. <laughs> you know uh... and, and i think you i think you can give him a check on that it sucks right yeah. because 
people did suffer and people did end up dying because he was untrusting of that level of public health. And they listened but, to him. Yeah. You know. No, no, no. Get a, you know, don't cancel him for that. Cancel him because he was a pedophile. But uh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but you yeah. know, speaking of cancel culture, I actually, I got to say, I kind of do love this whole cancel culture movement that's happening <laughs> because in some ways it's, it's like, it has to happen. You know, for example, we need cancel culture to cancel businesses like this one that posted a couple days ago, Kava Sutra Kava Bar, saying effective immediately any and all grade school teachers who by choice have opted not to return to in-person teaching are hereby banned from any and all Kava Sutra Kava Bar locations. Furthermore, masks may not be worn in Arizona or Florida locations. New York and Colorado are a bunch of pussy leftists so they can cover their mouths with the dirty cloth. I just want to express, like, these guys are going to get canceled hard. Like, the majority of people who drink kava, if you don't know what it is, it's like a coffee substitute. Hippies love it. Hippies created it. Right. I, yeah. I Like, I'm pretty sure the majority of their demographic that goes to their their kava bar are probably teachers and hippies. So, I just... I like cancel assume, culture. Yeah. Like I, I, I gotta say. At first, I was like, "Oh, what is this? I don't know about." But it's actually pretty genius. It's kind of like nature's way of just eradicating leadership. <laughs> I, on I, I have mixed feelings about the cancel culture, but I will because I think that that where it gets where it gets sticky is it's like if you don't cancel something, then you get canceled because you didn't cancel the thing. That's where yeah. I think it goes too far. True. But every but everybody has the has the agency to make their own choice. And absolutely, it's some there are certain things that we all just need to cut out out of our lives because that is part of life. And it's you know it's not worth you know it, to to quote the great uh, the great the situation Mike uh, the situation Sorrentino. Uh, it's called fuck you. And there's so many other people in the world. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> this goes kind of think... back to gandhi in that he was a leader and people listened to him and it was bad leadership and so like a lot of children died and so unfortunately cancel culture didn't exist back then otherwise maybe he would have gotten canceled for that you know? well Who but he knows? did pick the british he did kick the he, british he out, canceled the good. british empire That's yeah he true. canceled the british so empire which that was great like the, the term cancel culture i think it's gotten i think it is not a very useful term anymore no it's been co-opted to so many different things that it's yeah, everything it, it doesn't everything describe it basically culture. it describes like activity i don't like is basically yeah. what cancel culture yeah. is um another way to say cancel culture in a lot of a lot of contexts is accountability yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. which 100%. i think is really important and so if if a group of people want to use their economic power to hold institutions accountable i think that sounds fucking awesome i think that's great i think that's what martin luther king jr did in montgomery against the public transportation system so yes can it get out of control yeah can it like do you i totally agree tyler that like canceling people for not canceling people like there's kind of a bandwagon tribal mentality that gets there but in a lot of situations like when we're talking about oh don't watch that television show and tell everybody people not to watch that television show so they lose their sponsors so they get taken off the air that sounds like activism to me 
Like that sounds pretty fucking rad to me. That sounds like people taking agency and accountability for their society. And I, I think that's great in a lot of right. ways. Like, so I, like, let's I, all settle down on what cult cancel culture. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent, John. I agree with you a hundred percent. And you know, at the end of the day, every person has the right to spend their money how they want to talk to people how they want and to discuss ideas how they want. Right. The idea of like that, the cancel culture is that our first amendment rights are being sacrificed because Mm -hmm. there's no guarantee. Right. Which is so funny to me because it's so many people on the right being like, we're getting canceled. You know, like, you believe in one free market capitalism and two free speech. You've exercised your free speech. And now because you acted like an asshole, people don't want to pay you for shit anymore. And so Turns out the market doesn't like that because you're because you're not being able to get paid for the thing that you thought you were good at enough to get paid for. You're now getting yeah. canceled. Guess what? Yes, you are getting canceled. That's what it is. If people don't want to pay you to hear your shit anymore, that's what right. it is. You know, like it, it's so funny to me, right? Like this last week, I, I saw a bunch of stuff, right? About like Gen Z is going to cancel Eminem. He's going to be the next cancel culture victim because of stuff that he said in raps 10, 15 years ago. Anybody who's ever listened to Eminem, one knows that he's obviously offensive to a bunch of people and a lot of his raps are but two dude's gonna sell out stadiums as soon as they're allowed to have people back into stadiums it doesn't matter if gen z doesn't go and see his shows right yeah also he's like getting old like every every artist gets canceled by younger generation like that's how it always happens always happens you're relevant in the marketplace for maybe three four years maybe if you're fucking yeah. lucky uh, Newsflash, <laughs> right? we're all gonna get canceled by life when we fucking die right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah some like some dude from slipknot telling me that i need to be more open to free speech because people don't want to go to his shows here. anymore and you're like dude you haven't been culturally <laughs> relevant for fucking years anyway and so i'm so, i'm sorry but they still people are still going to come to your show you're just not going to make more money at this point and, and that's and, that's where free speech quote free speech is another term that's like not very useful anymore because it's been co-opted to mean like i get to be on television and twitter without consequences yeah and it's like, <laughs> right, no exactly. it means that the government can't throw you in jail for your opinions yeah that's we that's all have a social contract here if yeah. i don't want to if, if i'm going to hold you accountable for being a douchebag i'm going to do so yeah, you're impinging on my rights. And again, well, we get back to right. it where I think a lot of these people are like, oh, my God, my rights, my rights, my rights. And it's like your rights are influencing my rights, which means I get to care about your rights and I get a say in. So with, put on a mask with great freedom comes great responsibility, friends. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> and if we can't handle it, you don't get the freedom. Well, why that's the other part of that. Th- that's right. That's right. Well, why don't we all, why don't we just cancel COVID, everybody? You know, we're like, we're one year in. It's get time that to vaccine, cancel. baby. Get that vaccine, get that jab, you know, uh, keep the masks on until the science says that we good, you know, yep. to keep doing things. Like, come on. Come on. We're close. We're so fucking close. Yeah. And, it, and especially, you know, if the uh, number of vaccines, the um, the supply of vaccines continues to increase the way that, you know, the federal government thinks by March, uh, by May 1st, sorry, um, and everybody can get it in the adult population, 
man, we can kick this thing quick. Hopefully go. it's good enough to, to really stop the variants and there aren't going to be like yeah. some really long term stuff with that. But we, and, and, the lights at the end of the tunnel at this point, yes. we, right. we've and all been one, there for the last full year. Right. But the light is at the end of the tunnel. One right. thing to note about that May 1st date is that's when we will have supply, but it doesn't really matter unless it's in arms. And yeah. so right. we're going to need to right. ramp that capacity up too. We better be doing fucking 24-hour vaccinations. I will get my ass up at 3 a.m. I'll drive to goddamn Nebraska to be get Whoa. that vaccine, and we all owe it to each other to uh, to do that, I think. I, th- I think it's important that we take care of each other in that way. Because if we've learned one thing over the course of this year, it's that it, it is going to happen together. If we fail or if we succeed, it is going to be together. As Martin Luther King said, we might have all come over in different ships, but we're in the same boat now. So Godspeed, folks. John John saw the wrap-up signal and he's like, I'm ending this now. (laughs) I was like, Martin Luther King quote, activated. Boom.